Hey, Biff. Hey, Jock. Why did the trombone cross the street? Oh, good gracious. Why did the trombone cross the street, Jock? To get to the other slide. Wah, wah, wah. Here's one for you. You know, you might get this one. Hey, Biff, why did Godzilla cross the street? Oh, good Jesus. Why did Godzilla cross the street? To get to the Mothra side. Hello, lovely, lovely. This is Jacques. This is Biff. And welcome to Carnival Personnel. Uh, Biff, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, How about you? I'm doing good. Just at the very top, uh, I should have given you a heads up when we chatted before we started record. I'm going to give a shout out to our good friend, Paul, the blind squirrel, whose family is going through some stuff right now. He has a brother. Uh, he has a younger brother with a very sick, uh, like hospice. His niece is in hospice in, oh. in Ohio. And because of the Delta variant, he can't get on a plane. And he's oh, just oh, communicating. Horrible. I mean, he is just the nicest guy that we know yeah. and you know we'll talk about covert later and it's it's a bummer to start off a bummer but i just wanted to yeah. for the audience of one for our, our, our friend the blind squirrel to let him know that you know you and i and the yeah. age guys are thinking of him yeah oh, man uh, yeah we're so sorry to hear uh, you know uh wishing and praying for the best so uh, yep. and but you know i'm kind of shocked that we're able to do this today like i thought you'd be busy with the inauguration and everything dude i you know i i had my uncle sam you know, outfit on and everything. I was getting ready to, to, to parade around the neighborhood. It was, I don't know what happened though. I mean, I, 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 I you know, I had my, my pillow under one arm and, and, a, mm. and, 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 and all the, uh, all the evidence from Rudy Giuliani and the other hand, just walking around, getting ready to, you know, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? What happened today? I think, honestly, I think it got moved. And I'm not oh. kidding. I think it's been moved to either August 30th or I want to say September 30th. I can't keep track of it, but it's yeah. like I, I said a couple of weeks ago, it, you know, when the guy down making the Mayan calendar, you know, down, you know, way back when, when he kept predicting the end of the world and people would like throw their, you know, newborn children into the volcano to, you know, appease the gods and the end of the world never happened. You know, at what point did they throw that guy in? At what point, you know, it's, it's talking about a moving goalpost. Well, you know, but you know, these things are, you know, sometimes it's not an exact science. Uh, Not that it's a science at all, but it's not an exact science. So, you know, sometimes there's some adjustments that have to be made. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of science, uh, yeah. I'm, for, I'm very excited about our 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 sideshow next week. Uh, you know, Biff and I, you know, we've talked about it before. And then this week, Biff said, hey, why don't we do this? So why don't you preference the sideshow sure. we got coming back next week? Yeah. And, you know, I like to preface it by saying this is a really bad idea, but we're going to do it anyway. So <laughs> this podcast. So, is well, yes, idea. yes, this. <laughs> This it's a big, big circle that I'm making with my hand that you can't see because it's only audio only. But uh, so I thought, you know, we talk about music a lot and I don't know why we talk about music at all, because Jock and I have like maybe we intersect that one band of Steel Panther and we don't listen to the same <laughs> thing, like at all. But we thought, hey, you know, it'll be funny when we have such contrasting views on music to come up with a Mount Rushmore of 
you know, of musicians, if you will. So we're kind of trying to assemble Mount Rushmore at each of the key positions in a band. And then, uh, and then we're going to debate over which four people will occupy the Mount Rushmore. So that's, we're going to do that uh, next week. And uh, we're going to do that starting with the, uh, with the rhythm section. So we'll see how that goes, and, and maybe we'll, we'll it'll just end up being the rhythm section, and that's it. But, but yeah, I mean, it, because it's so vast, and and yep. you know, I, I think you know, talk about it. But we goalposts. We're, we're, we'll kind of figure that one out as we go. What will be tough is topping last week's podcast, last Amazing, week's sideshow, yeah. dude. I the feedback we've both been getting, you know, yep, yep. I, I I mean, when Taylor pops up, and you know, and it's like that was right. a great podcast. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she is as as you all know who've heard it now so incredibly smart so incredibly yeah. funny such you know a fan just her reasoning why she likes she hulk first you know wonder woman she loves wonder woman but why she 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 put, picks that over it and just the story the old-fashioned story even in a modern day world the old-fashioned get the Get the gig in the mailroom and work your way up. Yeah. But but specifically yeah. why, you know, the detail of like, hey, yeah, this is what this is my journey. But it also works for other people because X, Y, and Z. It was smart. It was funny. And it will be hard to top that. But uh, but well, I am looking well, for that. It. Plus, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, you are eating school cafeteria food all your life and suddenly somebody takes you to a michelin restaurant that's what it's really like so <laughs> so all of all of all, all four listeners or however many we got right now we apologize for being the uh school cafeteria but you know we delivered one week of michelin yeah. <laughs> i don't Product. think i've ever been no nah, i probably have been because of the management's job hey, let's talk about some missed opportunities yeah what is jeopardy um are you up to date uh, on the on the I, I am up to date on the i am up to date on the so-called saga uh you know even though my give a crapple meter is relatively low on this subject matter but yes i am up to date on it so well we but love jeopardy. Ahead, yeah we love jeopardy yeah you know it, it's a staple it's a staple in our house I, forever you know um our great friend joe i i honestly you don't know if he loves anything more on this planet than game shows. And Alex Trebek was truly on, on, yep. on the top of his mountain when it comes to host. And it's been interesting over the last year, like the guest host. It was it was actually interesting. I thought Aaron Rodgers did a better job than I thought he might do. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I really love LeVar Burton hosting. But, you know, they went. You want to say they went with the safe pick for like middle America. So they replaced an older white gentleman with an older white gentleman, you know, in this age well, of like, whoa, whoa. I, I think it's, I, if you say safe pick, are you talking about like, you know, you went with a Dick Cheney pick? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. You know, well, I mean, let's face it. You, we, you, we, you and I forget I'm on one coast. You're on the other coast. And a lot of meatheads in the middle, you know, get scared of people, who don't look like me, <laughs> you know? And well, no, no, I, I, if that's the issue, right. They could have gone with Ken Jennings, right. You know, Ken Jennings was part of the team that picked him. I think Ken Jennings has been a consulting producer. Well, this, so, but you know that, but this guy, Mike Richards is one of the executive producers of the show. Yeah. I think he picked himself and you know, he doesn't so, have the greatest history, you know, in light of everything in the last few years with, Time's up. I don't know. I mean, yeah. if you if you listen to you know Cuomo's uh, 
press conference from this week, I, I think that maybe he was kind of misunderstood in terms of what was going on. You know, I, look, there, there, <laughs> there is an argument with some of the some of the old people who like, yeah, yeah, who gave hugs, who gave pat on the backs and stuff like that. But this is a different situation. He no, I know. I realize. Yeah, he didn't have the best, you know, but but for all the other reasons, you know, because, you know, time's up and because of inclusion, because of diversity, you know, they could have they should have gone with, you know, a LeVar Burton. And look, I, I like the other pick. I, I, I you know, she's so crazy, super smart. Uh, what's really funny. And, you know, the other host that they have, the um, Myalik. Am I saying her name yeah, right yeah. now? My um, Bialik, right? Like you know, that. she she's the only person on the Big Bang Theory who actually had a doctorate degree. She's probably sure. as smart in real life as her character was on the show. And it's great that she's going to be like the primetime host when they have special events and other things. But I really think they kind of dropped the ball on going with a more. I don't know, uh, uh, just a different person, you, you know, just, you know, go go with some diversity, go with some inclusion. And if you're going to go with an old white guy, maybe not somebody who has a history of yeah. being a dick hanging over his head. Well, I mean. I mean, I think part of this, so there is a little bit of uh, a controversy on Bialik's side too, right? Because she's got some like anti-vax history and stuff like that also, she, right? You know, she, yeah, she, it's interesting you say right. that. She has anti-vax history, but she has legitimate anti-vax history for yeah. me- medical reasons and she's brought, but in light of what's going well, on That's not anti-vax. COVID, that's not anti-vax, right? No, right? it's not anti-vax. Yeah. It's you know, it, which which is really funny. And we've talked about it. You know, we've had a situation where our oldest yeah. kid had trouble being vaccinated, not anti-vaxxed. But when yeah. COVID hit, we had to. We had to roll the dice. We yeah. as soon as he was eligible, we we didn't go to CVS. We went yeah. in his doctor's office under supervision. Yeah. And she did pretty much the same thing. She's like, yeah, yeah. you know. Things change. Science change. Opinions have to yeah. change with the times and the yeah. science. So, you know, so, you know, she might have had these statements and feelings beforehand, but she's totally on board with this, you know, yeah. uh, but that's interesting. Biff, you haven't flown in a while, correct? I have not flown since the so-called lockdown. And you used to fly quite a bit in your previous job. That's well, well, not I mean, like in the, my current job, I was flying every week across uh, country. Yeah. And so. ha- have you seen like just what's the worst behavior you've seen uh, on a plane with somebody being rude to another passenger being rude to, you know, a flight attendant. What, what's, I, what's the worst? Yeah. I mean, you know, there was one instance where uh, uh, a drunk woman was, t- you know, forcibly taken off the plane or basically she was stopped at the entrance and uh, and it was really kind of hilarious because she was screaming, you're ruining my weekend. And it was like a Wednesday. So, okay, well, I guess I'm glad your weekend starts early, but sure. Um, but that I'm was ge- kind of, but yeah. I'm guessing every, every night, Saturday night for her. Um, yeah. My, so here's my question. Yeah. Have you ever seen somebody's behavior force the attendants to duct tape somebody to their seat? Yeah, unfortunately, I never had that level of entertainment on a plane before. So, no. When you first saw that clip last week, yep. Yep. walk me through your thoughts. Uh, well, number one is that, okay, so uh, how, it, it's just that 
flight attendants, even under the most extreme of conditions, not that uh, that I fly, I think this was Spirit Airways that, uh, that this happened on. I, I think uh, Frontier. Oh, Frontier Airways. I'm sorry, Frontier Airways. Six or so one, two dozen of the other. Whatever. I don't fly Frontier, so uh, I, you know I can't say what how things go. But even in the worst of conditions, I've never seen a flight attendant be so antagonistic towards uh, a passenger in the first place. So obviously. I missed the entire drama of all of the, you know, the crap this guy was doing beforehand. So I was impressed. That's, you know, the fact that this guy was on a plane for that long and did so much that it led to essentially 10 steps beyond I would ever imagine a flight attendant ever to go. And so that's number one. I mean, I'm sorry, like duct tape. Are you kidding me? Duct tape? Okay. Did you see? Well, for, I mean, I saw the clip and, and yeah, I, I, that guy so needed to be duct taped. Uh, but did you see the the flight attendants, local news recapping the story? Okay, are you talking about the real one or the kind of the, the bogus one by that Andrew uh, Rivera? <laughs> the, well, yeah, the, you know, but still, that was pretty That was great. hilarious. That was hilarious. W- yeah. One of the greatest things, you know. Yeah. We are flight attendants, and sometimes we have yeah. to attend to your <laughs> ass whooping. Yeah, oh. there's a few people who are doing like Sarah Cooper started not maybe didn't start it, but you know she had a run, basically mouthing you know Trump speeches, right? And so that was brilliant. really good, absolutely then, brilliant. And then Blair Erskine does like this great thing where she essentially poses as. Like things like, you know, I am the PR manager for this, you know, company, or I am the wife of this person, you know, you know, she, somebody, she, right. Uh, she's a national also, treasure. So, uh, yet, yet another person, like, uh, uh, and I, I think his name is like Andrew Rivera. I, I sh- we should get this corrected, but uh, he's another one of those people that does this great job of just kind of grabbing something that's going on right now and just creating a, and he, he had, it's great because he kind of, mixes it into like local news where he it looks like it flows like a you know a news clip so it's really no it's really great yeah <laughs> but when he's like he smelled like a pack of marlboro cigarettes four shots of abstinence and regret <laughs> it's like that was just yeah. brilliant uh what's not brilliant and you and you already you know yeah. talked about this is uh cromo yeah you know? yeah and and I'm glad he's stepping down. I mean, I think he didn't have another choice. I, I think in the light of, and, and you can't, you know, I have two kids and, and I go through the, when I'm correcting one, he likes to point out what the other one did. Oh, so, so they're already, uh, you're, you're already teaching them what about is that what you're telling well, me? Well, that's, that's what we can't, you know, that, that I've nipped in the butt in the house in here. On one hand, you do, you want to say, wait a minute, what about, you know, Donnie three scoops and all those, you know, people have come forward and the testimonies and the depositions. And yet he got to be president for four years and Matt Gates still has his job, but you know what, but why do the Democrats have to, you know, make an example out of Cuomo? You know what? It, you have to make an example out of Cuomo because as great of a job as he did as a governor, I think as much as I kind of liked him. Yeah. You know, this is this, the, there was an investigation and you, you got your say in 11 people and some of uh, the transgressions are more egregious than others. But at the end of the day, yeah, that shit is all over and you do, you just got to go away for the betterment of your state of your party and because 
you did some shitty stuff. Well, I think the, the I think there is a kind of a difference in many ways, right? For one, um, I think it was clear what was going to happen. Like Cuomo is smart enough to figure out, okay, so I could try to fight this, but I know where this is going, right? I, I see where the tide is, you know, whereas I don't think that that was true for Trump and Gates, right? There, was, there wasn't this idea that they were going to lose their jobs. But uh, what's his face? Um, didn't, didn't that guy, the, the foot-tapping Minnesota guy, didn't he lose his job? I think he 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 resigned. He resigned. But but, so, but again, dude, that's right? I mean, let's face so, it. And, like, and I mean, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, is that just it's just a quick point of if you see the end coming in a certain way, you know, then fighting it just makes things worse, right? Well, You're, and that and that was ten plus years ago, and it was yeah. a different world. Like now, that party supports Matt Gates, supports Jim Johnson, yeah, right. supports you know Donnie Three Scoop. But yeah, he's got to go. And, and 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 as you put on the rundown. You know, the only person who wins here is is Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. Yeah, he's, he's mom's, mom's new favorite. <laughs> well, Thanksgiving's going to be gonna interesting be... at the Cuomo yeah, house. Yeah, that's not a you know, kind of like uh, back when uh, uh, Eric Stahl uh, pounded his uh, uh, little brother into uh, long term injury. So, oh, that's anyway. Just... Uh, so you were we were talking a little bit about you were trying to get a FNH barbecue going. Yeah. And you know, uh, it, it well, seems you know, like. Just, yeah. Just with all of the stuff going on and with some of these uh, breakthrough cases and just with, you know, and just, you know, knowing that not everybody's vaccinated and stuff like that, I thought, you know, I'm going to take a wait and see approach. And, and I guess, obviously it's not that bad in uh, LA, I think. Uh, but obviously it's really looking bad in some of these uh, in that kind of the Florida, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, you know, uh, maybe even I think even Alabama, K- Kentucky, all those areas are looking you know pretty brutal right now. But just based on things that we're seeing from their local news since, you know, things coming out of the, you know, on various outlets. So, yeah. Ah. But yet we're still dealing with the idiots in very high position of government out there mandating like in texas mandating that you can't have masks in schools you know not just that but i guess uh i guess they're talking about withholding funding for school districts that do try to mandate because i thought yeah there was i think i thought there was a like a school district that did decide to go ahead and mandate it anyway maybe like austin or something like that and i think that's where there was the response was well you know we're going to withhold funding for those schools districts which which, you know i i just don't think enough people on the other side of the fence who who hear the you know abbott and ted cruz talking about oh it's it's harmful it's uh, irreparable harm to the children's psyche to make them wear masks Yet their children go to private schools that mandate masks. So, yeah. you know, uh, you, you, you know, know you, you, you unwashed, you, you unwashed masses. Your kids. I mean, can... yeah. I mean, like all these people, I mean, you look at Rand Paul's little rant this week, and, oh, fuck. you know, what, you know what, and, but I mean, he's talking about not trusting the CDC and there is, I think there is a way to position that discussion in terms of, um, because I have my, you know, grievings with the CDC, you know, through this entirety, but there's a difference between saying, you know, um, don't trust everything the CDC says, you know, you know, without thinking about it, 
versus essentially whatever they say is garbage. So do the opposite, which is effectively well, what he's saying, right? I want to say he took it a step further. He took yeah. it a hundred step further. Yeah. He said that the Democrats are going down to the border and getting migrants mm-hmm. with COVID and planting them around the country. It's like, Dude, and again, but you know what? I don't know why that's an issue. I don't know why that's an issue because all of these pre- people are protected by God, right? Right. And yes. so, yep. or their or their diet, or their diet, or their healthy living. They cross train, right? So I think that you know, and they maybe they eat kale or something. I don't know, you know, a side juice. Who knows? So, so, so why why are they worried about these people coming over? They're protected. So let's talk about something actually maybe positive: the infrastructure bill. Yeah, we, we went from we went from four years of 52 week a year talking about infrastructure week to actually moving forward with something. Well, and, they still have to reconcile it right in the house. And it's got a long way to go. But yeah. it, it, it and the funny thing is, again, the people fighting hardest against it tend to be from the places that need it the most. <laughs> well, I think right now it's not, well, so but it went it passed through the Senate. Right. But I think. I think as it goes into the house, it's not, it's, I think it's going to be kind of both. I'm not trying to be the, you know, the both sides guy as much as to say, there's also uh, uh, constituencies on, you know, on the progressive side that wants this bill to do more than it, it, than what the Senate has put in. Right. So that's where the reconciliation is going to be a big issue. And it will, so we'll see how it goes. I'm kind of, I don't, you know, I, I, somebody's probably already done the math in terms of, you know, what can pass under what conditions, right? But uh, ultimately, I'm not so sure how much more may be added or what might, you know, come off of it or whatever between now and if it gets passed. But I think that that's where it's it's going to be an interesting uh, few weeks to see how uh, they reconcile this because there's a lot of people that wanted a lot more in this than uh, the Senate put in. Right. And it's one of those things. What can you get through it? Same with, you know, yeah. Obamacare. It, it, yeah. it was what what came out with a, was, yeah. you know, just a, a, a tenth of what they were trying to put well, in. They there. wanted to, they wanted to set up single pair. Right. So obviously that was the kind of the dream. Well, right, and then, but, but, and then but they yeah. got, oh, you know, this is where they settled. Right. So we'll see. And it, yeah. um, so what, one thing I wanted to touch on was you're in California. You are yes, boots on the ground. Uh what what's what's your take on this recall and how likely is it to actually work? Because from an outsider looking in California last year, put the most money into the federal kitty. They actually had such a surplus that one of the one of the things that Newsom has to deal with this year is appropriate ways to pay back some of the extra tax money because in the California you know, state bylaws, if you have X amount of surplus, you have to give some of the money back to the, you know, and so California is doing, you hear about this mass exodus and all this shitty stuff from California, the homeless situation, that's been a tough thing. And, but on the other hand, he's been a pretty great governor and this whole, Eh. this whole week, but this whole recall thing has been driven by honestly, like a half a dozen people truly led by Newt Gingrich. Okay. So I, you know, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say, a great governor when he's like attending a French laundry dinner during the pandemic, when he's telling everybody to has he made mistakes, has he made mistakes? I'm just saying, so I'm, I'm saying that that's a pretty big mistake for a guy who you, one would call great. That's all I'm saying. When you're at the leadership position, yes, you know, the practice, what you preach stuff, 
I'm sorry, but yeah, when you no, have that kind right. of a failure, yep. you're oh, right. that's all I'm saying. That was a, I will, that was I a horrible will, look. Yeah. So I will, uh, but I will definitely say that he is not this atrocity that is made out to be in this recall effort either. Um, I don't, uh, but I will also preface this to say I've never really been a big Newsom fan. Um, so, uh, so, but having said all of that, I think this is really a matter of timing from the standpoint of when that ballot hits. And so we're talking about uh, when, when the ballots start hitting the uh, mailboxes and then when the actual uh, uh, voting occurs, uh, I imagine California is still going to have a large number of this done via mail-in because I, my understanding is, is that these recall ballots are going to be just mailed out automatically. So everybody's just going to get it in their uh, you know, mailbox and so on. I think it's going to really uh, depend on how things are going when this happens, because uh, one of the things that it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, California has these kind of, you know, surging numbers, relatively speaking, but the hospital's not in such uh, dire shape, right? So uh, I saw, I saw a, a writer from The Athletic who is based in Kentucky basically say that uh, his daughter got a breakthrough. Uh, oh, no, his daughter can't be vaccinated and she got COVID. He's feeling like crap, so he thinks he has it, so he wants to get tested, but he can't get any testing done. And then the you know, do-it-at-home test kits are all sold out. And coincidentally, I went to pick up some medication today at the pharmacy and I saw a whole rack of these self-test kits. And I said, well, who, and it's 24 bucks. And I said, who the heck is going to buy 20, pay 24 bucks for that stuff? You could just go down the street and walk in. And so, you know, and I said, and then when I saw the tweet, I did check and there was three places within five miles of where I am, where you could literally walk in to get your COVID test today. So I think that the situation in California is very different from the situation in some of the other places. So I think that'll probably play in a lot. Like if there's another, uh, what, what it probably also means though, is, is that he's probably not going to do another state mandated lockdown kind of a thing like we had earlier on, because I think that will be too you know, negatively impacting for him. So I think that's going to come into play, but we'll see. Do you know if there's mask mandates for the schools? Um, I think that that is starting to come. So um, right now, uh, and I think that's being done more locally than at the state level, right? And so I think Los Angeles is, uh, it, you know, has mandated it for all of its employees and all all import uh, indoor um, retail and stuff like that. Um, I can't remember if the, I know that that was in discussion, but I don't know if that's actually passed yet. Uh, been. Um, posted or not uh, and I think also I think the UC schools have a mandate uh, Cal State system did not uh, at the uh, at the initial point and then of course that may have also changed by now so and you know the direction is kind of going in that way I think and you know the private businesses are also doing this also like um, you know AEG which is uh, a, you know the Anschutz group entertainment group which is uh, you know they own the Staples Center they own the Kings you know, the biggest concert um, company in Southern California, if not California as a whole, is has mandated um, uh, masks or, no, not masks, uh, vaccination or proof of negative COVID tests to enter um, uh, their concerts. So, 
we're talking a few weeks when, the, when we see how the numbers yeah. are when the Kings start. We're, because we are, we're, we're about what, seven weeks out, eight weeks out from the season, six, seven yeah, weeks out. Yeah. So, uh, so the Winnipeg Jets announced that uh, they're going to require either a negative test within 72 hours or proof of vaccination to go to their game. And so the general consensus is that the Kings are going to be soon to follow because the Anschutz group, AEG, has already said this for, uh, you know, for their concerts. So they don't they have no reason to believe that they wouldn't do the same for the uh, NHL uh, for their Kings games and. So and after the Kings go, I wouldn't be surprised if the rest of the the league goes. So I right. think the the big mystery is whether um, SoFi Stadium, which is the home of the Rams and the Chargers, whether they'll have similar uh, requirements. So that's another kind of factor. So um, while we're talking about some fun stuff, Biff, the world is on fire. Yes. Well, I mean. The world sure. is on fire. World. Yes, yes. I mean, and I, I think it, 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 this news story was shocking to me considering how much California has been on fire. And it's it hasn't been, Southern California hasn't been too bad. Northern California has been atrocious again and Oregon. And to a point where all of those fires are now com- cutting across to, you know, places like Ohio and even like even further east than that. But my God, did you see that news story on si- the Siberian fire and how it's bigger than all the other fires combined? That is insanity. I mean, you think of Siberia and you think, oh, that's one of the coldest places on the planet. But truly, yeah. It- when they talked about the the square, you know, tens of thousands of yards and how it's affecting the air quality, you know, yeah, thousands and thousands of miles away, and there's no end to sight right now. Right, and I had the incorrect, you know, I it's kind of like how I what I I thought like Pittsburgh was this disgusting disgusting rundown town, and it actually is not. It's a beautiful town, and I had this image of Siberia sitting in an endless tundra where the only thing that grows is like. Two, two inches of like in a year, but it's actually uh, very foresty and very, you know, lots of trees and stuff like that. Well, it used to be, but you know, it, right. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of uh, fuel out there, which is, uh, which was obviously goes to show how little I know about things, but man, that is a, it's, it's a ridiculous amount of fire. And, and, and you already said it, the fact that that fire is bigger than all the other fires in the world guard right combined. now is like, come on. You know, I, I see I see that you put on the rundown and, and maybe we'll move that to sports about let's the, move to the, sports. the great yeah, tackle. Yeah. But let's get let's get into the crime wave before you get into the crime wave yeah. back in the homeland. Yeah. So uh, my but I have a really great friend um, who I will mention several times in the sideshow uh-huh. next week who lives in Austin, um, had his house broken into in a really uh. nice neighborhood. Uh. Um, you know, basically he he. He has a special needs dog, too, but he's a big dog sitting on the couch where there was $5,000 worth of Apple equipment that the people didn't touch. But Ugh. they did. They did take the PS5. They took one of his, you know, they took his wife's jewelry. They also took what I'm quite sure they thought was another jewelry box. Uh-huh. That was the urn for his cat from college. <laughs> and as he said, it's like they're going to have a very um, Donnie funeral from the Big Lebowski. If you know the reference, <laughs> when they when they pry that thing Good open, Lord. they can find it. And and although my friend is 
saddened to lose the urn of his beloved cat that he had for 15 years, 15 years ago. It brings him a little bit of solace knowing that those ass clowns are going to be, you know, probably covering themselves. And now the cat is free. <laughs> Who knows where he's free, but he's free. The cat's out of the box. That's anyway, right. Now, That's now right. let's get to the crime ridden homeland of Japan. Well, so I don't know if you saw the YouTube video of the um, uh, of the and, you know, I think you probably saw this jet ski guy just going around in and in, in, you know, super high speed among uh, surfers and snorkelers and so on. So obviously the the city considered this to be a crime. And so I just want you to imagine for you listeners, listener, uh, maybe that's even exaggerating. Uh a jet ski going at a real high speed uh, adjacent to swimmers and surfers. And at one point going right over an area that was just moments before occupied by a snorkeler. So I know that this would be considered something of, of an issue. So the, they decided to charge these individuals with a crime. So I want you to take a guess, Jock, what that crime would be. Because I saw the clip and then, mm -hmm. but two thirds of the clip was one, I don't know, sergeant handing That's a correct. stack of paperwork. That is, that is, that is the, the basically the form, formalization of the charges. With, with the, um, and I, with the city police, my eye. Yeah. That is a city mayor submitting the charges to, to the police. And, and what caught my eye in that clip is the anime poster behind them. Like it was an anime like drawing of like, you know, police doing their job. Police. Anyways, what would the in Japan, be? those are called drawings. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do they call Chinese food in China? Uh, so I'm going to guess, God, like disorderly conduct. Um, Attempted murder. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's wow. <laughs> That's how this is. This is how, you know, yeah, this is how much crap they just will not take. They went straight to attempted murder. Thank you very much. Don't speed on a jet ski in Japan because they will charge you with attempted murder. Well, that, there, there goes my uh, plans for the rest of the summer. That's why those Mario carts that you get to ride that you want to ride out in the streets of Tokyo, yes. they only go like, you know, 23 miles per hour. But do you bring your own turtle shells or are those provided for you? Um, I think that they actually have some measure of outfits there, but they won't. They'll fit your kids. But oh, no, 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 fit. no, no, no. I mean, the turtle shells to throw at the other carts. And the oh, the turtle bales. shells to throw at the other carts. <laughs> yeah, the, those kinds of that kind of behavior is not tolerated in Japan. Um, that will also be attempted murder. Attempted murder. Well, if it's a red turtle shell, those things do some damage. Yeah. There was another YouTube clip you sent that I couldn't download. It, it was oh, like, that's too bad. Well, then you know what? If you could download, let's, let's just go. Let's just go and skip to. And you had you had put something in that. Did you want to talk oh, about your? See, I did. I did my did my friend's cat podunk. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. Okay, got it. So, all right. So the Olympics wrapped up last week. Yep. Your your yep. your your thoughts? Uh, <laughs> so you know, I mean, considering that it was going to be a kind of a shit show and it was to some degree right um you know all things considered i think it was as you know it was probably for me better than i thought it would be and not as bad as it could be right so uh lots of lots of great moments right and lots of uh, once again i mean i think the whole simone biles thing was 
you know, that thing, that whole package was a lot of things, right? It was educational and it was inspirational. And there was a, that, there was a little karma in there to boot, right? I mean, to, to have all, you know, her actually pull herself out, which, you know, was 100% the right call on in every facet. And for her to kind of provide that precedence, especially within that organization, because obviously I'm not going to go into the garbage that is the, you know, the American Gymnastics no, no, Association, geez. right? But I mean, just within that history for the ownership of what happens to the athletes to start transferring to the athletes themselves, I, that is super, obviously that's important and probably, you know, a bigger impact for that sport than, you know, other sports. And then of course, come on, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 Novovich with the you know with a freaking uh, hissy you know, fit from well, hell. Well, I mean, he's first saying that you know if he can't handle the pressure, blah blah blah, ragging on right. Simone Biles, and he's freaking losing not the gold medal game, but the bronze medal game. He's not already not going getting the gold, and then he gets into a you know tizzy fit, destroys multiple rackets, and then withdraws from the doubles you know competition the next day. Yeah, way to Wait, go. Karma's a bitch. Which was great because Biles won a bronze medal. I mean, she still yeah. she still won right. a medal. And, and she won several medals. And, right. right. And the girl who got her chance because she came out wins a goal. I mean, it's just a great story. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was yeah, great all around. And you know, there's other there's other lot of other great stories, right? Um Tons. Uh, I know yeah, I know that uh certainly not well received in this country, maybe, but um, you know, big win in uh uh, women's soccer from uh, the Canadian women that, you know, that was a big yep, deal. That was a big deal. Um, you so, know, I, I, I follow somebody, uh, a, a Batman podcast guy from Australia who yeah. could, who was so excited that the Australians won a bronze, you know what yeah, I mean? It absolutely. was, there was just great stories all, you know, and it's great that, um, the, you know, the women's soccer, mm-hmm. you know, captain is, and, you know, she's married to the basketball, right, right, you know, right. captain. And it's like, the, it's just to see stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And, um, for me, what was interesting, and we've talked about it for the last couple of months, my little guy is on this huge karate kid thing. Right. And what was interesting is I ended up showing him an article that karate was put back in basically kind of a, right. yeah. you know, hey, you were, we're in the birthplace of this sport. Let's, you know, let's throw it back in there. And what what was really interesting is the article talked about, yeah, how truly it, it came from Okinawa and the history that they talk about in the karate kid how kind of real life it was and it was great to see it back in there it was great to see you know the history of it kind of really celebrate it especially you know as he's going through it you know it was a good timing for him i'm so happy they put it in there i watched not a ton of it but i watched a good amount of it um yeah it's awesome you know well, that, i mean that, that, that for one me had was a highlight but that one had an unfortunate incident so it did, did. See- yeah, these that, that gold medal match where essentially what seemed like a highlight reel finish was deemed to be essentially you know a reckless move by the judges. So the guy, you know, and I'll, for the one for those who haven't seen him, you know, uh, in a in a gold medal match, uh, you know, uh, in uh, one of the fighters who was kind of behind in the match landed a kick in the opposition's chin and you know knocked him out. And so at that point, the, you know, uh, after essentially the guy couldn't get up, the fight was over. But there, there is an amateur set of rules that essentially prohibit a reckless use of, you know, excessive force kind of a thing. And so based on that judgment, the that play that 
player was so-called essentially disqualified from that match. So he knocked out his opponent, yet got the silver medal instead of the gold. So that was obviously, I, I don't know what that means for the long term, right? Because I, they want to have karate come back in for future Olympics, and that hasn't been determined. And we'll see if that has any impact on their decision going forward. So that's, and, you know, and look, hopefully I, it doesn't. But. I don't I don't want to ruin Cobra Kai for anyone who hasn't seen it, but through the first three seasons, many times Johnny points out that that was an illegal kick that Daniel hit him with. And even Daniel said, yeah, but they didn't call it illegal. So I guess it wasn't. So anyways, but yeah, it was great to see that. It was great to read the article. If I I'll refine it and post it, but it was great because he was like, you know, he's, he's wrapped up in the movies and the whole, and the whole, you know, you know, thing. And, and to find out, Oh, that one of the big, stunt coordinators and consultants came over from Okinawa in 83 right. to, you know, help with the movies and stuff like that. So yeah. that, 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 that for me was a highlight. Um, okay. So we're going to quickly, I, I've been so dialed out of traditional sports. I did not know that the Patriots uh, last Thursday even had a playoff game to the next morning. Play- preseason game. Preseason game, yeah. Playoffs? 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 I was on the treadmill, and I was listening to the NPR station, and they don't. their news stories is like, and the Red Sox won yesterday, and the Patriots did this, and then they move on. I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't even know. But there was an amazing tackle last week that I'm going to let you talk yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, and, you know, it's really one of those things where you have these, you know, I mean, just like, um, you know, Bo Jackson could play baseball and, you know, and football, you know, we saw something on the baseball field at Dodger Stadium last week where uh, some some idiot unruly fan decides to you know take a run on the field. He's being chased by a good half a dozen ground crew and maybe some security crew. And as he approaches right field, the the ball girl in that right field corner gets up and tackles him and knocks him over the the uh, the fence, which was you know really one of the best tackles I've seen in a long, long time. And obviously, you know, I'm sure she got a standing ovation. I'm sure this is the kind of talent that NFL is looking for. I don't know uh, when she's going to be, uh, uh, you know, contacted for her contract with the, the chargers. Cause uh, certainly they need help, but <laughs> spectacular. So for those of you uh, who never, who didn't see it, yeah, go look up Dodger ball girl tackle and you'll see some spectacular footage. I mean, I, I know that the networks years ago started cutting away from the right, and that's why people. this was a fan shot. This was a fan shot. At least the one that I saw was a fan shot. But I, I think I think they should cover those, you know, those chases. But they have to play the Benny Hill chase music. I think what they while, should while do, what they should do is they should go. Yeah. What they should do is they should cut away from it, but they should have a camera on it just in case they want to use the footage later. Right, right. Not uh, that, not that they they will. I think the idea is is that they don't want to encourage it, right? So they don't want to provide things. Exactly. So right. So I know, I get it, but, but yeah. And, so good. But thing with football, though, you know, are you excited about the you know the NFL season because you know the you know, the Patriots coming to the to not even games? not even a little. And I said like two years ago, it's like yeah, I'm pretty much done. I, I'll watch the Patriots game, but honestly. I don't regret a second of my my obsessing over what that 20 years was. Oh, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're, you're, but, but it was winning, a once right? in a lifetime. I mean, yeah. w- w- will there be a, another Mario Lemieux? Maybe, maybe not. But the chances of. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I'm sorry. How many how many cups does Mario have? Well, OK, but how I'm many just, cups? how many how many cups? I think he just has the two. 
two. How many cross does Crosby four? have? Four. Three. 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 But plus a fourth appearance. So but we're so, talking. Uh, I mean, I'm same same thing with Gretzky. Like, like, yes, if, if we're going I'm by number, that is a kind of two continuous, you know, generations that Pittsburgh got. Yeah, out of, you but, know, but, but, but what are the chances? What are yeah. the chances? Okay. You can argue Gretzky Lemieux. You can argue. I mean, you can't argue Brady and anybody else at this point. And the fact that, yeah, yeah. Let, let, the fact that there won't be another Brady. And if there is, the chances of him being in a Patriots uniform are slim to none, you know? Yeah. So I'll enjoy it, but my fandom will go back to, you know, kind of what it is with the Bruins. It's like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll watch, you know, games here and there. If, if there's a playoff run, I'll get a little more invested, but it's not like I used to do where I would plan flights around their games. It's like, oh, no, I can't be on that. That's a Thursday night game. I'll have to take the you know, first flight out in the morning versus a Thursday night flight because if I'm on JetBlue and the TV goes down, me not watching could somehow affect the score. So I better stay home. And so so I'm excited, but you know, I'm not excited. I'm interested, but I uh, wake me when the season starts and when the playoff are starting to shape up. What I what I'm not going to get excited about is baseball under any circumstances. However, I did take a peek at the field of dream stuff. Yeah. Uh, interesting and fun. You know, I mean, I think yeah. baseball should, you know, I, I'm in the midst. And if you want anyone a lot wants to look it up, I'm in the midst of trying to buy a single a baseball team called. The <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, buy, I'm, I'm working with a group trying to buy this team called the Pittsfield Suns. They play in the Futures League, which is a collegiate single A baseball. Um, and, the, and where's Pittsfield? It's 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 right. It's maybe 30 miles from the New York border. Here's here's the interesting thing. Which the, New York border? Oh, like, like um, Massachusetts, it, New York border is Massachusetts. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. Yeah. It, 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 it's halfway between Springfield and Albany. Got you know, it. 20, Thank you. So it, it is what's what, what's interesting. It's the birthplace of baseball. It's arguably the birthplace of baseball. There's a okay. big there's a big laminated thing in 1882. There was an article forbidding baseball being played in this certain section of town because it was interfering with literally the traffic, the street traffic. And there's still a plaque there that they put up, you know, a hundred and whatever years ago, like banning baseball from being played at the square it the park is 102 years old and it's the only professional ballpark in the united states that quote unquote faces the wrong way um when it was okay. built it was built before lights and so it was built for maximum sunlight now flash forward you know 100 years later okay sometime around 705 the games usually start at 6 30 at 7.05, you have to have a sun break because the hmm. sun beams straight at the batter catcher umpire's face. Like, like it's brutal the, the way the sun comes huh. in. And, and, and they like playing in the freaking uh, rink on in Van Nuys. Right. In the with, morning. Exactly. And so it's it's so I, I, I never want to see a major league baseball game again. It's not my thing. Um, but I, I still love minor league sports. And it's a very small stadium, but honestly, you feel like you're on the set of a league or their own, okay. but I am. And, and it's the, the people we're negotiating with. It is Steinbrenner's former um, lawyer from the seventies and eighties. Who's the dad and his you know family own a bunch of minor league teams. They used to kind of use this one as we're going to put a GM there. And if he does good with the 
34 home games for this lower single A. We'll move them up to double A somewhere like in Poughkeepsie, New York, and where they play 70 home games. And they've been kind of hands off. Right. Uh, you know, I've had great you know conversations with them. You know, the guy who technically owns a team now as a son, as a kid in the 80s used to work for the team you know, shagging fly balls all summer, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. but it's a 102 year old park. Um, this, this futures league, it's a, it's a wooden bat collegiate single a league. Right. And, uh, yep. and so I've been spending, you know, kind of, kind of a lot of time on that. And that's, a, that's the extent of my sports these days. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I do want to go to a minor league game one of these days. I hadn't been. So there was a couple of times during my, uh, various work stops where I, I kind of considered it, but it just never happened. I just didn't care enough to go. Like I do care about going to a hockey game. So you gotta, yeah, this minor minor league baseball. It's, it's funny. This, this level is it's good baseball. It's all, you know, division one college kids playing in summer ball, but it's all the entertainment around it. It's like, Oh, there's a baseball right, game right. in the background yep. right now. in the town of Worcester, as we're recording this, the Worcester Red Sox, the AAA affiliate of the Red Sox have a right. game and, and they'll get like 10,000 in the small city of Worcester on the other side, the Worcester Bravehearts who are in this league, that it's their last game tonight. If they win, they're in the playoffs mm. and they have a sellout crowd of over 3000 people. Yep. And, and which yeah. is great for single a baseball. And the funny thing is my buddy who's their play by play guy and runs their social media. He will tell you, yeah, about 15 people who will come to the game tonight actually know if we win, we're in the playoffs. You know <laughs> I mean? it, it, it's just a different atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. But that's the thing, you know, um, it's baseball for baseball's sake. And if you look up the Pittsfield Suns and you go down the list of names of people who have played on the team in Pittsfield over the years, people like Lou Gehrig and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's very, it's, it's very interesting. Um, that goes back a long way. You have any more modern names? <laughs> yeah, no, well, you know, the iron horse don't get much bigger than that, but no, I, I would have to, you know, <laughs> but no, nobody, nobody huge because again, it's lower single A. It's all college kids. Yeah. You know, but it's fun and and that's it. And I was gonna, you know, we have we have video games here, but you and I haven't you're not a video video game. I haven't played in a while. I think I'm going to have a new section on the show called This is why I hate Alexa this week. <laughs> sure, <laughs> go for it. And 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 I'm actually gonna post this clip. Oh, actually, just I just posted on Twitter, uh-huh. you know, just before we recorded every week it understands me less and less and less. And now it's going out of its way to annoy me just before we're recording, you know, it's, it's shuffling songs like, you know, grunge songs from the nineties song. I haven't heard comes on. I ask what the song is. And actually it was a song from the seventies, the, the band television, one of the first kind of yeah. punkish new wave sure. bands. And then I say, you know, you know, Alexa, you know, add this song to my, you know, Jacques favorite playlist you're not playing any music right now. And I'm like, but I just asked it. It's like, Hey, what song is this? And so I recorded me ask, I recorded me playing it, asking what song it is. And then the device telling me, what are you on crack? You're not playing any music right now. You know, I, I think considering your musical taste, I think I agree with Alexa. Yeah, dude. I, hey, you know, we can't all, we can't all, you know, be I'm streaming. Just baby saying, now. just saying. Uh, so you watching anything good on TV these days? Uh, well, you know, 
I was watching a lot of the uh, free agent coverage. Um, and then after that, I've been watching uh, uh, stuff on YouTube, which is uh, this wacky group of uh, peer fisher, uh, fishing people in Japan. And they just do these weird things. And I'm not going to get into it because it's really not that interesting to anybody else. Uh, I also watched this, uh, this, uh, this uh, lovely lady that uh, does, um, she runs a family, a fishmonger plus some restaurants and she kind of she gives me ideas on how to deal with different kinds of fish so I'm checking that out regularly but I am uh, you know going to try to uh, catch up on Loki and then I think I will try to start uh, based on my son's recommendations I'm, I'm going to um, uh, try to start on uh, Winter Soldier so good for you I yeah we you know, I was going to record and I might because, you know, I have a buddy who really wants to do some Marvel things. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I might have him over and just record a couple. And then there, there if there's a week where, oh, fuck, we don't have anything, I'll just throw it. But uh, but if you you watch those and you want it because they're great. And, and I you know, I'm not going to say anything, but some fan matched up like the last like two minutes of Loki and the last two minutes of WandaVision, which okay. are in different timelines and different universes have nothing to do with each other. And Oh my fucking God, they have everything to do with each other. I mean, and Marvel is just so genius of like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I remember when I saw guardians of the galaxy, the first time I'm like, how is, how is Dax the destroyer going to fit in with, this universe, yeah. you know, right. uh, but there's a lot smarter people driving the ship over at Star Wars land and at Marvel and uh, me. So, so speaking of uh, Winter Soldier, though, like, yeah, so the, now, now the TV series is a, is a different actor than the one that played in the, uh, the, no. the, movie. Oh, no. the same one. Yeah. Sebastian, uh, Sebastian Stan. OK, so and, and, I had the I had the, you know, the one of those, you know, what the hell moments this week where somebody pointed out to me that Sebastian Stan played Jeff Galuli in the, you know, in the, whatchamacallit's movie, in the um, wow. Tanya Harding movie. It's wow. like, what the, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Going, he, he parlayed that into a starring I, role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, it was a while, it was a little while back, but still not that far off, because Margot, Margot Rob, Robbie was uh, Tanya Harding, I think. So, yeah, there you go. That's dude. That's awesome. I had, that, you know, obviously I had no day. I'm kind of surprised that you didn't know that, but you know, so I haven't watched it yet, but I'm hoping that this weekend I'll, I, cause I've been every time I see something on Twitter or wherever I just scroll past because I haven't watched suicide squat yet. We, right. we want it. We, we went to see black widow in the theater. And yeah. just like we were talking about earlier, I want to see it in the big theater, but dude, I don't want us. Yeah. I, I can't go to a movie you know, theater and not wear a mask. And I don't want right. to wear a mask while watching a movie. So I'll just stay home. And I think I'm going to watch that this weekend. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be getting that. And we'll also be getting the Black Widow. We haven't seen it yet, but we're not going to go out to the theaters to see those. So, yeah. I, I love, loved yeah, it, yeah, loved yeah. it, loved it. And and what about... I'll be honest with you. I I, I really like the, the first Suicide Squad a lot. I mean, you know, and obviously I'm not a, a comics loved book guy. It. Loved but it. I actually liked it a lot more than any of the other, the straight, you know, uh, yeah. you know DC ones. I mean, I mean, like the Batman cameos in that were some of the best Batman actual yeah. footage. Yeah. Like, like there's a couple scenes just to see where he dives into the water, you know, yeah. to get to get Harley Quinn out. I mean, just yeah. cinematically speaking. Yeah. But honestly, Will Smith was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. just yeah. awesome. And I can't believe they didn't bring him back. Uh you got any you got any parenting tips for me there, Biff? 
Yeah, when your child is bigger than you and healthier than you and stronger than you, let him carry the heavy stuff out of the car. God That's bless my- you. God you bless go. you. Um, and he does it for me. You know, he has no problems doing it for me. So thank goodness for that. Yeah. So our little guy, our oldest guy, almost yep. 14, lost his games again uh, for, for the week. He, he got it back today. Okay. And he uh, he totally got it. Like, he, he didn't push back. He was upset. He was sad. But he's like, yeah, I, I effed up. You know what I mean? And. He actually spent some time with us this week. We watched. Okay. I'm trying to think what, what movie we watched as a family, like management and our youngest guy and I will finish season three tonight of Cobra Kai. And for the last few months, for most of the summer, it's been the three of us, not the four of us. And we've really enjoyed his company to the point where we told him, it's like, dude, um, you're not in trouble, but we like spending time with you. You've been engaging because when he comes up and he does something or, right. or we take a, 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 a night trip where we went to car camping to go to the drive-in theater, the whole way there, the whole way back, he was talking about the games he's going to play when he gets home. Huh. The fact that they were off the table and we, we basically said, we're not even talking games this week. Right. Right. He was more engaging with other things. Mm-hmm. Oh, and good. so my, my parenting tip is, you know, a, a cautionary tale for him. Dude, don't don't make us enjoy spending time with you. Because <laughs> we're going to really want to spend more time with you. And, and now we did. It's like, dude, the rest of the summer, you know, we're going to do a family movie night, a game yeah. night, because uh, good for you. You're actually fun to be around. Yeah. And he's actually enjoyed being around us. So it was yeah. that, that that that's my. There that's, you go. Um, so. The, the song that we're going out with tonight, you know, uh, I will be mentioning this artist in, in my list of favorite uh, rhythm sections. And it's my old bass player who, when I went to L.A., he went down to Austin. He actually he, he joined one band called Silver Scooter. And okay. they were on a Sony and they were on a Sony label. And he's got to go to Japan a couple of times. And it was oh. a, it was a, t- you know. Uh, one of one of the handlers from the label took him to a Giants game, which, you know, the other guys weren't baseball guys. And he was really a he and I were, you know, as big as I was into right. socks and baseball, he was. So he's got to see a, uh, a Giants game in Japan. Right. But it was the typical and, you know, the giant, the, 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 the Giants in Japan, the Yomiuri Giants. Yeah. Are the, they are the Yankees of, the Yankees. of Japan. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was one of those things, dude, they killed it everywhere they played. Like they sold, they ran out of merch to sell. That's thing. cool. Yeah. He didn't like that band very much, but he did that band in which he was the bass player. So he could afford to fund his band, the recordings and the touring of his band yeah. in which he's the singer and guitarist. Okay. And, and that's a better band. His band was a better band, but I, I personally I personally do not know a better bass player. And I remember the song that we're going to play. It's called long fences from his band, silver scooter. And I got the, I got the CD. And then it was like three months later, he came through town and I went to see him play twice. He played at a record store in the afternoon. And then they played, Oh, it was in Silver Lake. What's a cool place in Silver Lake over there? Damn yeah, it. you know what? I don't go to cool places anywhere because it, it, I it's a place. Music. If, it's a place that if I said you know the place, you know Maybe. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And, no, it's it's a very famous place. And when I got the CD, I'm like, oh, this is really good. Fucking he is killing. But there's one song where 
he does like two baselines, he, you know, which exactly. he's not uh, not an overdub kind of guy. Right. And then I saw him playing it. It's like, oh, no, he's just playing two bass parts at once. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like I always knew how fucking good he was. Yeah. But now I'm watching him do it. And I'm like, yeah, you have no right being that good. You just you, you just don't. So anyways. Silver, so we'll talk about a little bit about Silver Scooter and my buddy John, but this is Long Fences. Uh, Biff, last words? No, no. I was just going to say, you know, well, I, I would say this. Um, I think with the one we talked about this at length, you know, uh, with the COVID heat, you know, kind of heating up again, you know, all the all the various places are, you know, are having, you, you know, new mandates about you know vaccinations and uh you know max mandates and whatnot so i think that one of the things that you need to do is when you leave your house uh, don't forget 